Hey everybody, thanks for joining us tonight. We are joined by the one and only Simon Miller. How are you doing, man? I'm good. I don't, there's not, we, we assume I'm the one and only. Well, we, you we know, don't know if that's true at we, all. Shall we search on Facebook? I imagine there's quite a few. To I be tell you what, there, there is a name, there is a name of a movie that I think is called, <laughs> like, Who is Simon Miller? And that, that ruined my life for a good six months because people were like, Miller, have you seen this movie? I was like, yes, obviously. I mean, I haven't seen it, seen it, but I know what it is. It's nothing to do with me. Like, it's yeah. just one of those random things. I mean, I get it as well because my, my name is Jamie Bell. So I get Billy Elliot all the time. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. you're ruined. You got no Oh, I am. It, it, it drives me nuts. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> Before we talk wrestling stuff, I, I, I have to talk about something really important. I saw your tweet last night. We've got to talk about how much of a dick Jerry really is from Tom and Jerry, right? <laughs> he is. Right? He is. He's such a son of a bitch. It's just he like that. I like to, I love Tom and Jerry, right? Don't know why. I loved it when I was a kid. Excited about the new movie. Um, and it just it popped up in um, like popular daily gifts. And I just watched it and I audibly went out live. What a son of a bitch. It's just like he's Jerry a terrible is, person. Jerry's a heel, if you ask me. If this is wrestling dynamic, Jerry was the heel the whole time. Yeah. He, it, what did Tom ever do wrong to to deserve that? He didn't do any. He was just a cat. It was. It just and Jerry a was a dick. His instincts. Yeah. I, uh, no, I I've it. never I've never thought of it like that until I saw the tweet last night and I was like, yeah, Sam has got a good point. Jerry's a dick. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry is a dick. Totally. Is. Is. I mean, I was always a wily coyote guy myself, but Tom and Jerry's up there as well. But yeah, it's a. Uh, Jerry's a dick. You're right, man. He is, man. It's, it's a way to live your life by. Always remember that. Never trust anybody. Proper Stone Cold Steve Austin style. This is very true. Um, I, I'll start us off as well. Obviously, uh, you was at All In and StarCast. Uh, Callum's got a photo of you two together, actually. Oh, dude, it's not a photo. Well, I have a photo of us together. There's a slightly more embarrassing story behind it, though. Yeah, go on. Um, so I got to meet you at StarCast. That was cool. Um, but then there's this interview you've got with Gail Kim, and I was looking at some magazines in the background at the time, um, and I looked up and I was like, ah, oh, Sam Miller's doing an interview, and then the interview came out, and I, we checked it out, and I'm stood in the middle of you and Gail Kim for the whole interview, and at one point, <laughs> I even look up and like look at the camera like it's an episode of The Office, um, and I looked back and I was like, oh god, I'm there for the whole interview. Like it almost looked like I was stalking both of you. Ah, that's and, good. Uh, that's good. Taking advantage. And, and, and but yeah, it's just one of those cringy things. I was like watching it back, and I was just like super aware. Oh, that's me there in the middle of them both. Ah, dude, I love it, man. It's better than not being there. <laughs> then you got no story to tell. Yeah. So it's, it's much better being in the middle. Now, dude, those things just happen. Like especially at events like that when everybody is filming everything. I'd be more surprised if you didn't accidentally sort of photo bomb one of them. Yeah, it, it was a great weekend, though, wasn't it? I mean, I know you've done quite a bit like that in the past. You've been to these events, but being there for the first StarCast and the first All-In, what a hell of a weekend that was. Uh, yeah, I mean, I genuinely, I think I did in a video, put All-In in my top 10 you know, pay-per-views ever, mm. just because of the atmosphere. It was nothing to do with, I mean, the matches were great and the card was great, but it was the atmosphere and the... The occasion. I mean, it sounds so cheesy, but it's true. I remember sitting there and during that opening. I think the Battle Royal was first, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it was so loud. It like it, it pierced through my soul. Right. That's what it felt like. And I almost cried. I was like, because oh, my no. body was just so overcome with like, what is what is going on? Like, it was so loud and it was so cool. You've um, done WrestleMania before, haven't you? 
Yeah, but WrestleMania, yeah. WrestleMania is an incredible spectacle, but it's open. It's always, you know, I've never been to yes. WrestleMania approved, and I think yeah, that I, would I've be better. But... I, I, yeah, I've done both, and I like. I think you would agree. It, the atmosphere at All In seemed like it was a WrestleMania crowd. Even though there's only 10,000 yeah. people, it seemed like 100,000 just by how pumped everybody was and how hyped for everybody was. Those 10,000 people seemed like it was a WrestleMania-sized crowd. Yeah, yeah, and I think it just, I mean, I know wrestlers have said that building as well is awesome for acoustics and things yeah. like that, and uh, I love going to WrestleManias, they are special, but you call, it's like when you go to a, a music festival, you lose a lot because the noise goes up, and then it never comes back down again, so, um, but yeah, the whole weekend was amazing, um, that was the first time as well we did ups and downs in front of people live and i got yeah. a massive kick out of that i thought that was cool so yeah no i have really fond memory of that I, I did a video recently where it came up in a, in a list and yeah every time i think about it it's just it's just good memories and it was a really surreal few days and to think you know where we were then and where we are now yeah it's kind of nuts it's kind of been a nuts few years it it was the genesis of aew really wasn't it that was oh, the yeah. the catalyst that brought on aew i remember saying after that show that there's got to be a a show coming from this, something bigger coming from this. But it's cool knowing that we're always at the start of it. The yeah, that's yeah. where history was made at all in. That was Absolutely. their way of proving that it could be done. Yeah, and how quickly we took it for granted, right? Yeah, now we right. watch AEW like it was rubbish, <laughs> yeah. it was crap, but I hate it. It's like two years ago we were all exist. going, oh. Yeah, we need another company. Two years yeah. later, there's Simon Miller making ups and downs. It makes me laugh. But I can't believe Sting's back. It's like, what are you, what are you moaning about? Like, how yeah, can you be mad? Back. That's cool as fuck. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it makes me laugh. But bless them. Bless all wrestling fans. I love them all. Yeah. This but, is, uh, uh, here, we, here we goes. That's the, uh, the image. And, <laughs> so it's, uh, there's Gil Kim. Here's you. And there's me just stood in the middle. And yeah, that's, for the whole, that's for about the whole 20 minutes. That's uh, that's I'm brilliant. just checking out magazines and wrestling figures, staring at the camera ever so often, not realizing how on camera I am. It's all and good, uh, now I've got Bullshit. He knew exactly what he was doing, Simon. <laughs> You've got to make the most of your opportunities in life. And this one came full circle for me. Now I'm talking to Simon Miller about it. So it paid off. Right. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows what's next? I genuinely next. don't. Like, again, I mean, with wrestling as well, just in general. You know, a year, I mean, it's pretty much a year, a year ago, if I'd come on here and I said, guys, here's what's going to happen. Uh, in about a month, <laughs> we're going to start filming all shows from a dark, horrible warehouse with no noise. <laughs> Can you would have gone, Miller, we don't want you coming back on the show with your gibberish conspiracy <laughs> yeah. theory. Um, so, yeah, I just take, I, you got to take things day by day. That's why things like that are cool, man. Like, you know, it's, uh, there's nothing wrong with being a weird stalker in a video. I think that's the way there, to be. There is a little bit. I mean, there is a, a little, little bit weird. A little bit, just but... a little bit. <laughs> yeah. But, um yeah i mean it, that whole weekend was great like you said absolutely brilliant uh you did the lives up live up and live ups and downs which was really cool too um you've i guess you're kind of like one of these interviewers and personalities in the wrestling community that has a bit of a cult status about you and i say that in the nicest way and because i've seen you on reddit referred to as why back before oh uh, yeah Oh, you know, man, people yeah. people have so many names for you, and you'll see you'll see just in like um, random conversations, people saying why, here's why. You've got your own catchphrase. Chris Van Vliet doesn't have a catchphrase. Uh, Simon Miller does. Um, but well, <laughs> I mean, yes, that's true. I mean, some people could say that it cheapens me, but uh, I don't care. 
I don't care about that stuff. Like, do you remember that Simpsons episode when Bart gets really famous? I can't remember what the hell the line was now, but Bart gets really famous. I'm like, I'll be that guy. That's fine. I don't mind being, I don't mind being him. Uh, no, again, like, it was, it sounds so stupid, but and I, I did base it off wrestling. There's no point pretending otherwise. When I was mucking around with that, it was just, that was when everybody at What Culture had their own series. Like everyone was doing yeah. something. And I pitched them the Y series. Oh, I'd like to do this. And they very graciously said yes. And they all had, they all said something at the start of each thing that kind of made it there. So I thought, well, you know, I just came up with, with that. And then I did exactly what I'd heard wrestlers talk about. As in when they say something and they walk out in front of the crowd, they look for signs. I went and looked through comments. And there was enough comments for people going, why did he say why is why? What a weird thing to do. I thought there's enough there. And then one day I just slapped my head because I have a weird sense of humor. And that's when that's people stuck. started. Yeah, well, people started tweeting me going, Miller, why did you, are you okay? Why did you slap your head? And that's when I was like, right, I'm doubling down on this and I'm going to run it, run it as far as I can. So yeah, it was just one of those things. The fact that anybody, even if one person had said it, I would have take, taken that as a massive compliment. So yeah. to still be doing it all these years later is, I'm probably ridiculous in many ways. But again, that's all good by me. I don't it care. Worked, I'm perfectly fine with it. It doesn't matter if it's ridiculous. We're talking about it now. It, people talk about it. My, my question was going to be about you slapping your head. I was going to say, how did that come out? Was it just a on-the-spot moment? Yeah. Like, you just decide, oh, I'll do this. and Yeah. If you ever see anything that you think that's really weird in a video, I it, I just sprung into my brain in the moment. I'd love to say that if I meticulously plan it out, but I don't. I just it, There's kind of this chain reaction where my brain will go Miller this would be really funny do this and then before my sort of sanity can kick in I'm like oh yeah I'll do it <laughs> and it's just done and obviously it's, it's, it's a pre-recorded video I could easily cut it out but yeah once nah. I got a beard, my bonnet so yeah it was just you know I, I was thinking maybe I should put something in here to just and I just thought I'd slap slap my head and then someone said did he slap his head and then I slapped my arm on my head and then I slapped my arm on my head and my ass and it just became this constant thing of what else I could slap. I don't know. It's very, very strange. <laughs> well, on a more of a, a serious note, then, you mentioned, obviously, the way the well is at the minute, the pandemic and the, the, the shit heat that the well is at the moment. How do you think British wrestling is going to recover? I mean, do you think there's going to be as many companies when it comes back? I mean, you're going to have to go through a process, I think, especially because it ties into all the speaking out stuff yeah. as well. You know, when when companies are ready to go again, I think we need to be, we just need to stand a bit firmer, a lot firmer yeah. than, than we did before. Like you don't, like no no business is perfect and there's always going to be aspects of it you don't like. But I mean, that's just, there's just no excuse for it, right? That's not, yeah. I, that's not like I didn't enjoy my day at work. That's like a criminal offense has, has yeah. taken place and you can't, yeah. you can't do that. So the positive about being in a, you know, blackout when it comes to British wrestling is hopefully that when we do light the flame again, all of that will be gone. People will feel mm. more, more confident, not only speaking out about that stuff, but maybe other things that have been prevalent within the wrestling industry that have been weighing on people's shoulders, right? Yeah. Because again, nothing can be perfect, but something like wrestling should be fun. Uh, I, th I think there will be as many in terms of the smaller shows because there's so many wrestling events that go on that no one ever hears about because they're happening yeah. at town halls or gymnasiums. In terms of the bigger ones, I, I think there'll have to be a change. There'll have to be somewhat of a, uh, no pun intended, a progression. But it's just, yeah. just going to be the way of the world because people aren't going to have money. It's going to take a while to entice people to come back to buildings, even to like for cinemas. So wrestling will be thrown into that too. But I think probably once we are past it in a couple of years, I'd imagine we'd be back. Mm. I mean, look, 
you don't know if it's going to be as popular because wrestling is cyclical. We know it, it ironically goes up and it goes down. But um, I don't buy into this whole, because so many people have gone, oh, there's no stars on the indie scene anymore. They've all been signed up by WWE. But look, that's, I mean, look at someone, oh, I can't even think of a company now, but there are so many, Impact's probably a good one. You know, so many people go into Impact, they leave, and they're still, but then they make new stars, right? And it happens all yeah, the time. Yeah. I don't, there's enough people that want to be wrestlers and have the work ethic and the talent to become the new name that everybody talks about. So yeah. as and when, I don't know, because... You know, the more I look at this situation, do I think it's going to happen this year? Probably not. And that's a really scary thought. Mm. But you've got to be realistic with these things. But yeah, I think eventually, not only will they come back, I actually, fingers crossed, hope they'll be in a in an even better position than they were. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. Um, whether or not it's this year or next, I feel like having this time has actually been a silver lining for wrestling in general. Uh, you know, to, to rebuild. Because yeah. it did get hit by the pandemic and by speaking out. And, you know, it, it's given, hopefully, promoters time to think about what they're doing and how to address those issues. Yeah. So, hopefully, you know, when stuff does come back, it'll be in a better place, in better hands. And hopefully, I mean, there's going to be a demand for it, too. I know you mentioned not everyone's going to have that disposable income uh, to mm -hmm. go to wrestling shows or do entertainment when the world's back to normal. Um, but hopefully, we've said it before, maybe it will lead to a... a a slight boom period in wrestling too where people have been stabbed of it for so long they're just dying to get back to it uh, can i hope so see yeah. That happening? yeah no i do and i think the good thing about it as well is i think there will be a real desire from the the wrestler point of view as well yeah like i know when when it's good to go again and it's safe and you know everybody's health is taken care of i'm going to approach it so much differently than i did before like i would in a positive way, as odd as that sounds, I would get really stressed about it. And I'd get in my own head and I'd be like, well, I've got to do this and i got to do that. And now, given what's happened, you're like, man, I probably shouldn't have worried about all this stuff. Because <laughs> look, poof, it's just vanished. So, and I think a lot of people are going to be like that. I think there's going to be a lot more gratitude, both from yes. both sides, from a performer and a, and, and a sort of a, a patron point of view. And I think that will generate kind of a good vibe. Mm -hmm. I think the good vibe will be there for a while. Because again, if something bad does happen again... I don't think it's going to, but I hope, this is what I really, really hope that it's not going to be like in the past where either people ignore it or just have no clue. We will be more aware. And so, you know, if somebody doesn't feel like they can stand up for themselves or well, somebody else will step in and go, man, this is not what we should be yeah. doing. And that will just allow the, the wave to continue. So, yeah, I'm hoping it, it, that it will be like that. And it's that, it's that classic thing, you know, positivity breeds positivity. It just yeah. does. You've got that feel good feeling. And if that can sort of run around the scene, then why can't it get back? Uh, to, to where it was and look it was very very clicky uh, but th that's not yeah. exclusive to wrestling but I know when I got into it I noticed very very quickly right these are the guys and these are the guys and these are the guys <laughs> and I just kind of you know I tried to, to wade through the waters as best as I could being as respect as respectful as I possibly could uh, but that can be intimidating and I don't think they were trying to be intimidating I just think they that's mm -hmm. how they protected themselves and that's how sure. they felt comfortable but if we can sort of open up a little bit more, I think everyone's going to feel more comfortable. And when you're comfortable, you have more fun. And when you have fun, you have better matches. It's just the way it is. It, you mentioned uh, when you were wrestling, and that is something I wanted to speak about because I thought it was really cool when you transitioned into doing wrestling too because you didn't take it for granted. Um, you were very open about, I'm training to be a wrestler, going through the process of it and saying, like, this ticking bump sucks. You know, you were, you were given, like, a very honest look into what it's like to become a pro wrestler and we're actually good friends with nathan cruz i actually trained with him uh 15 years ago this month 
um, oh, wow. I started my training with Nathan. Um, and he's come so far in his career. But I remember you saying Nathan's someone you learned a lot from. Uh, how much did Nathan and the others help you when you decided to get into the industry? Well, I mean, yeah, the, the reason I always shout out Nathan is, well, A, you know, there were certain people that, and I get it, I'm, I'm not saying this in a negative way, there were certain people like, I don't want to wrestle the YouTuber, <laughs> you know, <laughs> which I get. I understand that you're very, it's a very protective industry, right? So mm, I, I totally yeah. understand. But Nathan was the first guy that I wrestled, sort of my fourth, fifth match. He wasn't like that at all. He was like, what can we do? To How, how good can we make this? You know, what can we do? What do you feel comfortable in? What do you don't feel comfortable doing? And I remember at that time I was quite nervous and I wouldn't really suggest stuff. And he just sat there and go, man, just tell me what you want to do and we'll work it out. And yeah, like he, he gave me so much confidence because it was nothing to do with me. It was all to do with him. And I'm not just saying that to, to be kind. It's just the truth. You know, when that match was done, it was an average match for him. But me having an average match in my game, my fourth, fifth match was like, yeah. you know, I may as well have just got a five star rating in the wrestling observer <laughs> newsletter. And I remember when I went, you know, backstage, people said, you know, Miller, for an early match, again, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you're going to light up the world with this, but it was, you know, far better than maybe it should have been, all things yeah. considered. And that was all Nathan because he walked me through it. He gave me confidence. He was giving, he was generous. Um, and that made me feel, you know, more, it gave me more self confidence too. So, and yeah, without that, I don't know. It gave it gave me that kind of adrenaline in your stomach, that sort of feeling of a man. I can do this. I can do this. So, and ever since then, anytime I bumped into him, anytime I've chatted to him, he's always just been such a good guy, always so nice. So uh, yeah, there's a lot of people like that. But again, he came so early on, he made an impression on me. So yeah, no, good old Nathan Cruz. He's a he's a good guy. Is it is it professional? Uh, yeah, he is surprisingly. Yeah, well, he is well. Who would have known? He's living his gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> See, all I'm picturing now is I just keep picturing Nathan doing his Brian Dixon impression. That's oh, all. God, I've done now. Have you ever heard Nathan's Brian Dixon impression? It's pretty good. Of course you have. Pretty, yeah. <laughs> I think everyone has a Brian Dixon impression as well. If you worked it's around, it's become him, a thing on the show. Actually, uh, regardless of where they're from in the world, if they've met Brian Dixon, we get them to do a Brian Dixon impression. Simon. You've, you've got to answer this one carefully now. Have you met Brian Dixon before? Well, I, actually, I haven't. So I can't. <laughs> I know who he is, obviously. Who doesn't? But no, I don't. So, you, you dodged the bullet there, Sam. Well, the problem was if I tried to do it, I'd be doing an impression of like Nathan doing it. And then you just in some kind funnier. of that paradox world. No, I wouldn't even know how to start. I, 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 need, I need the source material. Without the source, right. I'm screwed. So. That's it, man, you see, because... Callum tells me that I do the worst Jim Cornette impression ever. But what I try and tell Callum is I'm doing Bruce Pritchard doing Jim Cornette. <laughs> oh, so is that right? <laughs> on the spot? Do, do your Jim Cornette impression. Like, it's terrible, isn't it? But come on, you know you swear by it. You say it's great. Let's let's get ah, it. It's, it's, it's terrible, well, don't be honestly. Nervous, Jimmy. Come on. I'm not nervous. It's just terrible. It's like, you tell me how bad it is. Motherfucker! You know, it's like, I can't do it. Well, it's, it's like he's in the room, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's Rick. a good Bruce Pritchard impersonation of Jim That's Cornette. what I'm going for. That's it, you see. Simon gets it. Right? I, get it. I understand. That's what I'm going for. It's Bruce Pritchard doing Jim Cornette. Callum just don't get it, man. He just don't I, get I it. I don't get it. I'm all <laughs> But um, another thing you, you did as well, obviously, we spoke to Alex McCarthy um, I think just before Christmas. You, you stood in for him at TalkSpot. What's it like being working with TalkSpot and Alex? Oh, yeah, it's awesome. I mean, you know, Alex... He's such a good guy, you know, he's kind of, I don't know how long it's been, maybe one year, two years, just sort mm. of, it just worked his way up and sort of made a massive impression on the, uh, on the wrestling journalism scene. And yeah, we just, it's that classic thing. We just got talking over social media, common interests. I've been listening to his stuff. He'd been watching my stuff and, mm. uh, 
yeah, he just invited me on the show one day. And you never say no to that. Like, I always, it depends on the generation you're brought up with. I love the YouTube stuff and I never want it to go away. But when you get a radio or TV gig, even though I'm not saying this in regards to talk wrestling, I'm just talking in general. Um, I know what people are like and they're like, just spin things. But you know, even though you could do a YouTube video that gets more views than a TV show that you're going to be on, it's yep. TV. So you're like, well, no, this is, this is the big time now, baby. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I love doing that. I think I'm pretty much falling into a monthly routine now as their sort of uh, pay-per-view preview guy. Um, which is great. We, you know, you know, just both guys are, you know, him and Will are just, mm. they just, they just know they're wrestling. They're really easy to talk to. They're really, really fun. It's awesome that there is a wrestling show on something like talk sport, because my word, you know, yeah. we haven't had that for a while. So no, you're yeah, all good dudes. And, um, I love doing it. I really do. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Obviously. I mean, kudos to talk sport for actually, uh, for giving us this. Cause I think, I think Alex said that he got about, he gets about 14 million listens or something. And he's like, it, it blew our mind when he was telling us. It's a I great thing. Yeah, I can imagine, like you know, because they have a great platform. Plus, obviously, you can utilize social media and online. Mm. And honestly, I think you could put it on Talksport One. And the only yeah. reason you don't know is because you can't outdo football, right? Yeah. <laughs> Talksport One is just football, 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 as it should be. You cater to your audience. So yeah, no, I think they have such a huge. Even where they've got now, I think they have such a high ceiling with it. And I imagine it's only going to go from strength to strength, especially when the world is open again. Yeah. And they can actually start going out there and sort of doing things face to face. Speaking of uh, when the world opens up, Simon, this is completely nothing to do with that. But I saw a picture on your Instagram before. Uh, It was you uh, photoshopped very well with the TNT Championship. Yeah, I did see that. Great Photoshop, right? (laughs) It wasn't mine for the record. Somebody sent me that. I usually don't repost that stuff, but it was so good. I was like, I don't have a choice. I've got, I, I I've got, got a championship. I, I, it looks so real. Like, the way that it just fit around your hand, I was like, that's got to be real, right? Um, but it made me think, like, I know you've wrestled before. There's no wrestling going on right now. But do you ever get that itch to come back? And if so, are you still, you know, would you want to make that a reality one day? Oh, man. I mean, yeah. But like, as soon as I'm allowed to wrestle, I'm going to wrestle, right? My goal in 2020, I like they went, so the world closed down in March, and I had bookings all the way through till last month, as in 2021. Yeah. So when they all fell apart, I was, you know, kind of devastated for a little bit, especially because the first booking I lost was over WrestleMania weekend. I mean, that's, oh, God. you know, if you can't work WrestleMania, you work WrestleMania weekend, and somehow I had a booking. Plus, it would have been my first, you know, match in America, uh, so, and I plus I lost thousands of dollars on my flight, my flight, my hotel. But you know these are all these are all things that you, I guess you take a risk with. So I'm absolutely going to get back to it. And I, I, I always answer this question the same way. You know, if any big wrestling company ever reached out to me, you'd have to be a fool to say no, especially someone with my limited experience. You know, I, I wouldn't pretend otherwise. I would imagine that you know part of the offer would probably be because I have this whole other thing that I do in wrestling and they may think that's quite intriguing, but you never, it, it ties into more life advice. You just don't say no to opportunities, even opportunities to scare the absolute crap out of you. Yeah. Cause what's going to happen is you're going to say no. And then six months later, you're going to regret it. And regrets are the one thing again, well cheesy, but it's true. Like I just, I'll do anything. I'll do anything just to not regret it. And it's okay if I do it and I hate it. Cause I can get my list and I can cross it off and go, Nope. Not for me, but I don't want to get to That's 70. Why you came on ringsiders, right? You know, just exactly, man. I don't want to get to 70 and be like, I didn't do it. I did it. I think that's a great motivator, which sounds silly. Like you're motivated by, you know, 
getting old <laughs> but that's not really what it is right it's about just making sure you embrace the stuff you're passionate about so yeah look if anything ever happened i mean we're coming up it's 11th of february so exactly we are uh 11 months to the day this is how much it meant to me when i i popped up on dynamite for like three seconds doing my whole i'll be sean spears's tag team partner I which is still the most hilarious thing that has ever happened to me because i was making notes right they cut to a video package and i always use video packages to make notes because i'm like there's, I'm not going to miss anything in a video package, right? If it's yeah. big enough and match, I get it, whatever. And then all of a sudden, I was like, wait, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I like collapsed on the floor and had an aneurysm. It was wonderful. <laughs> um, so yeah, if anything was ever going to, to come of it, I, I would jump, you know, I jump both feet in. Do I think it's going to happen? It's dream territory, as far as I'm concerned. It's dream territory, but I dare to dream, as I Good. always say. So yeah. <laughs> I just think it, I thought that was awesome for a start. I mean, when when you popped up on the screen, it might have only been for a few seconds, but you were on Dynamite on oh, yeah. TNT. You, you've technically been on Dynamite already. That's that's a dream. That's To me, I think that's a dream for any fan anywhere. I agree. Oh, absolutely. I, I don't take it for granted. Uh, the response was overwhelming. Um, it's when I, I used to do uh, streams on YouTube. I used to stream my wrestling podcast. And that one just floored all the other ones because people just wanted to talk to me about it. And, you know, having that kind of reaction just from a little three second clip is, again, I use this word all the time, but it's true. It's really, really humbling because you're like, wow, people actually care. And they don't have to care. Like they really don't yeah. have to care. I would completely get it. But the fact that people did, it's it's really nice. It truly is. Now, am I, am I right to think, correct me if I'm wrong here, but I'm doing a little bit of research and uh, you've done interviews as well. And you've actually interviewed Paul Heyman. Not only have I interviewed Paul Heyman, I interviewed Paul Heyman. Actually, I interviewed Paul Heyman twice. And I interviewed him once as myself and once as an alter ego of myself. Because <laughs> why the hell wouldn't I do that? And surprise, <laughs> surprise, that's when, I mean, that's that was before. It was just as I was transitioning into the wrestling stuff. Mm. And I used to do video game stuff. And no, long story short, uh, we the, the company I worked for, we did a lot of video stuff. And we didn't want to do the same not there's anything wrong with it, but everyone was doing it. Review, preview, interview. Yeah. So I sat down one day and said, look, wrestling's the best. Let's just all be characters of ourselves. And they're like, yeah, let's just do that. So, you know, I, I, I portrayed this kind of like, you know, Sasha Baron Cohen character, which was like, I think I know everything. And I act like I'm yeah. super arrogant, but I know absolutely nothing about nothing. <laughs> and yeah, when I got taken out to WrestleMania to, for the game uh, with 2K, I got on well with 2K. And I said, look, can I do this stuff with the wrestlers? And I said, as long as they said yes, it's just free reign. Like, it's just an open forum. Yeah. And surprise, surprise, I sat down with Paul Heyman. I explained it to me. And he just said, he goes, yep, this is going to be great. <laughs> because he, I think he was a bit bored, not bored, but he'd done all the other interviews. Yeah. He was like this. And I just said to him, I said, if you can just treat me like an absolute piece of trash. I, just I was going to say, he gave you a hard time, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, oh, you, could see, you could see his face. He was like, oh, man, I'm going to. He just ignored me for a minute. And then we ended up hugging. We ended really? up having a hug. And afterwards, he was very, very nice. He was very, very nice dude. Uh, he smelled wonderful as well. That's my overlasting impression. He smelled so good. He had, oh, that, that's what I'm taking away from this interview. Paul Hayden <laughs> smelled good. That's the headline for YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> and, but that uh, was... And yeah, I'd say smelling good. He always looks good as well. I mean, the guy knows how to wear a suit. Oh yeah, no, he's uh, he he's a well dressed man. I mean, he's never off, but I like that. I I I like that. I think it's um because you know that some wrestlers will be off. So yeah. I appreciate the ones that are always on, and I like the way that he can answer a question and give you the answer you want, but do it completely in character. Yeah, I think that's a yeah. skill, and uh, yeah, I massively respect him. And he was very nice to me that day, and I would always remember that. I appreciate it. 
Well, I, I've, I'll, I'll, while we're talking, Paul Heyman, I was mentioning this the other night, and it's what, what's your opinion? Obviously, Heyman's with Reigns now. If Lesnar returns, how do you see that going? It's a tough one. I mean, because it's WWE, you expect them to do the he'll side with one of them and they'll probably tease. Yeah, you could argue. I mean, I, I think you keep Roman heel, so probably tease yeah. that he's going to go back to Lesnar's side and then he, he screws him over. I would much rather it was more ambiguous than that. I think there's mm. far more intrigue in, you know, Paul Heyman almost being the jilted, not the jilted lover, but the, you know, the person in between being pulled and he doesn't know yeah. what to do. And actually, he never makes a decision, right? He never makes a decision because. That way you leave the door open. Like I remember when uh, Paul Heyman screwed over Brock Lesnar for the first time and aligned himself with yeah. Big Show. I totally yeah. understood it because it was a way to destroy this, it will beat this massive man. Otherwise, mm-hmm. that wasn't going to be completely realistic. But I always felt like, well, I think we can do more, you know, more with that. Um, I don't think they would do that. I, w- I mean, what I think should happen is you have a couple of weeks where it seems like Heyman and Lesnar are going to realign and then he kicks him in the balls or whatever because... You know, the the Brock Lesnar character now, he can't just come back how he was before. I mean, he can, and I'd enjoy it, but there's so much yeah. more entertainment to be had if he's a good guy now. I think that would be that would be great, especially if Roman beats him. I think that would be that would yeah. be awesome. Yeah. So I think you should tell that story eventually. Probably next WrestleMania would be I, my guess. I think Vince McMahon is a genius, really, because if he'd gone back a couple of years, the thought of another Roman Reigns-Brock Lesnar match would have been yeah. a nightmare, and nobody would have wanted it. But now we're at the point where I actually want Brock Lesnar versus Roman Reigns again. And they've switched up a few things, and now it works again because it's fresh and interesting. I'd like to see face Brock Lesnar versus heel Roman Reigns. So they've actually done it. They've made us want Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns again. I'd be happy with that. Me too. And I think it's just because, you know, you've actually given us a Roman Reigns that makes sense and given us a Roman Reigns that's believable. And clearly he's had... uh, you know, some input in. You know, the Roman Reigns that was taken on Brock Lesnar always felt like a creation, right? He felt like a, a character. And he doesn't feel like that now. He just feels like a sociopath that's yeah, going to murder you as soon as he possibly can. And But that's, I think that was the issue with it. Brock Lesnar felt legit. Roman Reigns didn't. And because he wasn't. And I have no problem with WWE trying. I just felt like they tried for too long. I thought it became obvious a good couple of years before they, you know, gave up or switched gears that it wasn't going to, to connect. And I think now you're almost going to get the match that we should have had. And I think that's why it's so intriguing. I hope we get it. And again, I don't know how long you can keep this Roman thing going, but they've proven in the past that when you do dedicate to something, it doesn't have to have a short shelf life. So if you can get through next year's WrestleMania with a, you know, a still a crazy off the rails Roman Reigns beating Brock Lesnar, I think that's Let's some pretty it. good wrestling. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> well, well, I'm up for that next year. Because apparently, according to Callum, we're going to WrestleMania next year. So... Yeah. I'm totally, uh, totally <laughs> like, up for that. You see Roman versus Brock in Dallas. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, well, I've hell already, yeah, um, I've already <laughs> reserved the, the hotel in Dallas. Uh, I surprised Jamie with it the other day. I said oh, we've, nice. we've got the hotel. Yeah. Um, didn't ask him first, but I just yeah. like to, if you do it, then he has to go. So. Exactly. And who's going to say no to that? Yeah, I, <laughs> it just looked at me like, have you got 800 quid? I was like, what? We said it to get it now. Next year, just get, especially if the borders are open, people are mm. going to be desperate to do stuff. Like The yeah. prices are going to just soar. Whereas do right now, know. they're probably quite low. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, speaking of that, obviously, before we start to wrap things up, they're on about 30,000 people at this year's Mania. Do you think that's going to happen? 
Yeah, I mean, look, they've done it for the Super Bowl, so I don't see why they wouldn't do it mm. for WrestleMania. Um, Florida seems quite happy to, you know, just continue on as usual. Yeah. I mean, the, the way I always look at it is health and safety has to be a priority, but I don't want to be a hypocrite. And, you know, the fact that WWE and AEW has kept running, and Impact whoever, mm. has provided me with the distractions, provided me with entertainment, and it's allowed me to do my job. Yeah. So I always feel a little bit, I'm getting on my high horse by going, well, I don't think they should run. Well, really, Simon? Because you seem to have been enjoying it up to this point. Um, But, of course, you want people to be, you know, I'd rather all of that went away if it was going to affect anybody's, you know, life, of course. I mean, it it stands to reason. But if they think they can put 30,000, you know, 25,000 people in that stadium and it's all safe, and apparently the Super Bowl was okay, and, you know, it it was well done, then, then why not? I think we'd all enjoy it because it will bring that atmosphere back. I mean, I'm sure you feel it too. You watch old shows and you oh, know, it sounds yeah. silly, but who are these weird people sitting around the ring? Like it does. <laughs> it feels weird. It really, really yeah. does. So I think having that even just for one night only would be uh, appreciated. Again, just a caveat and really ram it down as long as we're doing everything we can. So, you know, there's nothing more important than life and death. And it would ruin WrestleMania anyway. It was the best WrestleMania ever, ever. And it serves as a super spreader event. You're just going to look back and be like, oh, that's not good, is it? So, yeah. But I think they'll do it. I mean, why not? Why not? Why not? Yeah. I'm done for that. I mean, yeah, like you said, I miss the fans. I miss the atmosphere. It's weird when you put the network on, you watch an old show and there's like fans. I'm like, what? what's this? It's it's so bizarre. It's it's yeah. Watching all the events now, you you wonder why people aren't wearing masks or people aren't social distancing. Honestly, man, how quickly how quickly life changed is right. Is, is it become a bit of a cliche now? But that's because it's crazy. It's yeah, it's such nuts. a crazy world. Yeah, it's insane, dude. It really is. But um, I, I we'll we'll wrap things up in a second. But I'm going to be a mark now as well because I know you've interviewed one of my favourite guys, and I've got to ask you about him. Kevin Owens, what, what's he like, man? Because I'm a huge Kevin Owens, Mark. I mean, he's just like, he's the nicest guy ever. Like, you know, yeah. he, 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 he just very attentive, you know, just, he, just no ego to him whatsoever. And I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean, completely happy to do an interview, completely happy to talk about whatever. Again, I did an interview with him in character as well. He just went with it. He thought it was quite funny. He was like, yeah, I don't, you know, we'll, we'll do it. And yeah, I'm a big fan of Kevin Owens as well. And I think a reason that I still like him as much as I I do is because of that interviewing. Because mm. in fact, I don't think, I've, no, that's not true. I was about to say, I've never, most wrestlers I've met are nice. That's not the case at all. Some have been awful. Um, but uh, he was, he's just a decent man. Do you know what I mean? And I think you get that from when he talks about his family and stuff yeah. like that. He's just a fan that's a good dude that wanted to become a wrestler and was successful. Yeah. And I think that's why he's so relatable, because yeah. he's so simple to understand. So, yeah, no, Kevin Owens. It was him, Finn Balor, William Regal rocked as well. Uh, Renna Young was there. She was good. All of them. I missed somebody out now. But, uh, yeah, they're all just happy to be there and happy to answer questions. And when you have that kind of back and forth, you do. You go away with a newfound respect for them because yeah. you kind of felt like they treated you on their level. And that feels nice. No, I love it, man. I love it. I just I had to ask because I, I am like you, I'm a huge Kevin Owens mark. I really am. But um I, I can't thank you enough for me. I know Callum has been off of the moon waiting for this interview. <laughs> I mean <laughs> It always makes me sound like such a mark. Like, I'll take it. Man. There's anything wrong with that? I'll take I, it. I, I I'm very humbled by it and very flattered and uh, stuff like that keeps me motivated as well. It really and, does, because you think I'll keep on going. Absolutely, yeah. man. And I say it all the time. We're all marks at the end of the day, right? So, oh, yeah. I don't, I don't, 
I don't understand that. Like, I, I get it all the time. Some people treat me go, but it's wrestling, Mark. I'm like, of course I am. What am I supposed to do with my life? Wrestling yeah. threw up on me. Like, exactly. I just like bathing in wrestling all the time. Exactly, man. We are all Marks. But before we let you go, I mean, tell everybody where they can find your social media, any merchandise, any upcoming, I'd say any upcoming shows and events, but I mean. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, I mean, for the wrestling stuff, head over to What Culture Wrestling. Uh, you can, you know, you can check me and the guys out there. Uh, as sort of like a central hub, very depressingly, on Instagram, you search for Simon Miller three one six or three sixteen. You may say I would not have given myself that handle if I had known what the future <laughs> held. But you know, I joined Twitter in two thousand and seven, so I just <laughs> some random thing on the end. And yeah, I mean, if you just turn Simon Miller into YouTube or anything like that, I, I pop up doing a whole a whole range of stuff, and I'd appreciate anybody that uh, checked me out. Awesome, dude. Well, I can't thank you enough. I know Callum can't thank you enough. We'd love to get you back as well at some point, dude, and chat some more. And um, we'd really love that. But for now, Simon Miller, thank you so much, man. No, thank you, guys. My pleasure. Lovely talking to you. You too.